You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram. For daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also, for the podcast, a new sponsor this year that's just come on board and super excited to announce RCB Bank. Since 1936, RCB Bank has offered progressive products and a friendly service. Come in today to find out more about their loan promotion on new used refinance cars, boats, campers, and ATVs. Visit RCB Bank to learn more. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, restrictions apply. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today with Miranda Hodge. Uh, We've known each other for a while, and we've always talked about doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we're finally doing it. I know. I'm so glad that we're finally doing it. It's been so long. We had like a bunch of stuff happen, and the pandemic, and then events, and and you Mm -hmm. got a new job, and all this cool stuff has been happening, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm excited to dive into today. But yeah, um, I guess update i mean what's going on how's things and what's happened since the last time i guess i saw you yeah so most people probably know me as bevographer uh which stands for beverage photographer so for a while i was just going around and taking delicious pictures of cocktails and food around town and for a few publications Um, and I'm still doing that a little bit on the side but for the most part I was offered a job by the city that I live in Mm -hmm. Dell City uh, to come on and start their marketing program and to help them get grants for the city so it's just a really exciting and busy time yeah oh there's so many things we can talk about Uh, I know (laughs) okay so Let's take it way back. Okay. Um, grew up in Dell City, born and raised in, in that area or not? No, I was actually okay. born and raised in Texas in a small town called Borger, which is mm-hmm. outside of Amarillo. Okay. Um, and then moved all around. I lived in Seattle and Portland and lived in India and then kept ending back up in Dallas, mm-hmm. as you do as a Texan. You end up in one of three cities, usually. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I met my husband on Instagram, and from there we moved to Montana and then back to Seattle for me, and then we moved to OKC. He's originally from Broken Arrow. Okay. So OKC is like the in-between sure. for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Well, there's so many cool places you just mentioned. I know, um, a lot. <laughs> so growing up out in Texas, mm-hmm. and so what brings you... So tell me about going through school and getting into photography and then enjoying that part, right? Where, where do we go from, like, you know, growing up to, like, graduation? Mm. So growing up, I I think because I was in a small town, I was afforded a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have had necessarily in a big city. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole, you know, big fish, small pond yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, so... Uh, I would just express interest in something and somebody in the community would figure out a way for me to get it. And so um, I started doing photography with film. 
um, and just had a lot of film cameras. People would hear that I was interested in it and just give me their camera, which yeah. was really amazing. Um, and then my best friend's dad would just, he had a really nice Canon and he would let us use that. He mm -hmm. did a lot of sports photography. So he had um, the extra long zoom lenses right. that were a lot of fun to play with. So he would let me and my best friend Megan go out and, and shoot for fun occasionally yeah, with his which gear. Is, that's really nice of him to lend you like not cheap stuff, right? No. <laughs> Those lenses are very expensive. I still cannot believe that he let a 17-year-old <laughs> run around town with his, I mean, easily, you know, I would say five to $7,000 worth of gear. Yeah. And so just it crazy to me. Yeah. So, so shout out. So like you've always kind of expressed an interest in photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when I went to college, my degree was in cross-cultural studies. Okay. And I minored in um, art, which included photography. Yeah. Where you go to college? Um, Howard Payne University. It's a tiny, tiny Baptist school um, out by Abilene. So. Okay. So, okay. So from there then, mm -hmm. how do you get to traveling to all these other places? Well, my cross-cultural studies degree, um, part of it is that I had to learn how to travel on my yeah. own and plan trips and things like that. So I kind of caught the travel bug um, and really just I, I spent um, a summer in Amman, Jordan and just fell in love with it mm -hmm. um, and just wanted to experience other cultures. So I had a family in Portland who very kindly picked me up. So Tony and Amy Chris, shout out, yeah. love them so much. And they, they opened up their house to me and let me live in Portland for just dirt cheap, yeah. um, and which is just, even back then it was kind of insane to think about, but Portland wasn't as popular as what it was now. Right. So it still was a little bit more affordable, but now there's just no way that I could afford to live there. Yeah. So, so. traveling around for your degree then, mm -hmm. just kind of a perfect excuse to say, Hey, I've got to travel. I'm not, you know, yeah. my degree. Right. Mm -hmm. What are like the main things that I guess stigmas that, that kind of like you got over and things that you learned and I mean, just from your time traveling. Oh yeah. Um, so when you grow up in small town, Texas, as you can imagine, there's a lot of bias there. Yeah. And so, um, whether that's racial or, you know, just even the LGBT community, I didn't meet my first openly gay person until I was 22. Yeah. Um, and so I know I, I assumed there were a couple of people who I went to college with who I assumed probably were in the gay community, but because we went to a Baptist school, they were, they were not out. Right. Now they are, they're married. It's fantastic. I love them to pieces. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it was a, I had to relearn and re-educate myself on how to approach people um, with kindness and and not be judgmental towards them, honestly. Right. Um, and and I say that with all the love in the world to my hometown, um, but they're just there's that's something about. That's all you about, know, right? You grow up in that environment. That's all you know. That's mm -hmm. the way it is. That's the way it's always been, mm -hmm. and it's just like you don't know what the outside world is like. Exactly. And so being able to go out and um, go into other cultures, you know, I even had a bias. I think like a, a lot of Americans did, especially during the Iraq war towards um, Muslims sure. and people from the Middle East in general. And so going and meeting them and actually having face-to-face -face conversations just changed my worldview. Yeah. Um, and so just 
figuring out, oh, they are humans too. They're not this like crazy person who wants to kill me. No, no, they are, they're inviting me into their homes. They're giving me food. They are treating me with such love and kindness, even though, I mean, I met people who were displaced by the Iraq war Mm -hmm. and, um, and they knew that I was American and like we had gone in and and invaded their homes, bombed out their, yeah. you know, through the process of war and just being able to come back and say, you know, I love you because you are a human and I'm going to show you that love by inviting you into my home, even though my, my original home was destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just that amount of love and kindness that they showed me just really expanded my worldview and really helped me to see and appreciate their culture and who they were. Yeah, uh, places that you miss. Would you, where would you go back to if you could go back? Oh gosh, um, I would probably go back to to England. Yeah. Honestly, uh, my best friend Harriet is is from there, um, and I would love to to see her again. She now has a baby and I haven't met her baby. His name is Barnaby. He's the cutest little thing. Um, and so I, I would really love to go back to England. I think, um, I would love to go back and visit Amman again. It's just such a beautiful city. Um, gosh, I would love to, I would probably go back and visit India again, Mm -hmm. maybe explore more of Southeast Asia. What was India kind of like very kind of just crazy and chaotic, like you kind of see in in media and, you know, wherever you see it, it's like there always seemed to be something going on. There's people Mm -hmm. everywhere and it's, it's, you know, it would gives me serious anxiety because I hate like (laughs) traveling to places I don't know much about and it would, you know, I'm. I can't imagine it was like going there solo, right? And you're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, this there, is chaos. Yeah, there's different, uh, d- there was definite culture shock yeah. when I went there. So like the first week that I was there, it is an attack of every sense that you have. So yeah. it's, you just have an overload of smells and senses, um, just at all the noise, it just creates so much chaos. And so um, I am, I am an introvert, really, and so uh, just figuring out how I could recharge while being surrounded by people constantly was was the biggest struggle for yeah. me. But I mean, I I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because I met some people. I have friends in New Zealand. Harriet, I met Harriet there. I have um, some friends in Mexico and Ireland, and yeah, really yeah. just all over the world. Germany, um, and. And I wouldn't have been able to have that experience and meet those people had I not gone. Yeah, definitely. And obviously the food as well, right? All these different tastes that you're trying, you know, that you're tasting around the world. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I'm not a fan of hot food and spicy food, but they know how to cook. In, oh yeah. yeah. It's so delicious. Um, but I did, that was the first sign for me that I was maybe allergic to nightshades, which is a whole yeah. other conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was sick the entire time there and it wasn't until we got back and I got tested. You realized and what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? It's, yeah. But you have like, and that's, I think you have all this experience, right? And that's the mm-hmm. greatest thing from it. And, and I tell kind of as many people who will listen, it's like, once you graduate, don't get a job straight away. Mm-hmm. You've got so much time. Like, just go explore, go have fun, go travel if you can. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just around the States, right? Mm-hmm. Jump in your car and drive around and, and just 
go see life outside of your town, outside of your bubble, even if you travel to university, like go go see something completely different mm-hmm. and gives you so much experience and so much more world view. Yeah. And like I said, you make lifelong friends from it that are from around the world as well. Yeah, and 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 I know that I had a lot of privilege in being able to to do those experiences, mm-hmm. but um, I uh, when I graduated, it was also the recession, so I didn't have a job. I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, perfect, yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, so I was just like, well, I can I can make minimum wage and stay in my hometown, or I can make minimum wage and go to Portland. And so yeah. I chose the option of going to Portland right. and working at Starbucks in Portland as opposed to Starbucks in Amarillo. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so so all this travels going on. You're having a great time. You know, you're you're learning about your degree, and you, mm-hmm. I assume you're taking photos the whole time as well. Well, mm-hmm. um, you know, what gets you into, I guess, like, you know, you, when you get back, where do you meet Chris? Oh, where? Okay. So is this like, how, how, where is that on the timeline? Yeah. So, um, I, that was after, uh, Portland, after India, okay. I had kind of moved back to Dallas and said, mm-hmm. okay, I'm settling down. Um, and that was when I first started getting into marketing. Um, I had just finished the JFK 50th Memorial, uh, running that event. Mm -hmm. Um, and well, helping to run it. I didn't run the whole thing. As you can imagine, that was a really big (laughs) Big production. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Chris, I had met him. I was a part of, um, one of the Instagram communities. Did you ever do the Insta walks or whatever? Uh, Insta meets. That's what they're called. Uh, was it Michael set those up? Michael Weidman did a couple of those. I, I Maybe don't, I'm not sure. In in they were like I, in I, I do remember. Okay, no, not here then. Not I remember here. the ones here. Yeah. Okay. So um, so there's some there's an Insta Meet community in Dallas that I became a part of, and they went to Tulsa mm-hmm. because one of Chris's best friend Laura, yeah. she's Insta famous as you as you might say. Um, and yeah. so they wanted to meet her and Chris and Laura were working together and were friends. And so Laura told him to go. So then my friends posted pictures of Chris gotcha. and I thought that he was real cute. So yeah, I started following him. Yeah. He started following me. Um, and this was before DMs. Yeah. And so Chris was uh, actually my very first this was very, DM. Very, very early Instagram then if it was no DMs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, people listening are like, what? What? There was no, no DMs? DMs? I know. I know. That's Back brilliant. in my you couldn't just message people. Exactly. Send a carrier <laughs> pigeon, write letters. Um, that's really cool because Chris obviously has a background in marketing too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So he was doing uh, video and production for uh, one of the big churches there. Yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. So, yeah. so you guys meet and I guess you figure out, hey, we're going to move to Oklahoma City. And you come up here and... I guess where is where where do you, how do you get into like taking photos of drinks? Oh yeah, right. Like you know you travel because from people listening to this they think oh travel photography is a natural thing for you to get into mm-hmm. with your degree and everything and, mm-hmm. and you're like no I take photos of drinks and yeah. I, I've realized it's very hard to do that. It is. Um, it was more of a challenge to myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a lot of fun. Um, well, okay. So I was working at Big Wing, which is uh, marketing agency? a marketing agency yeah. here in Oklahoma City. It's a part of the Oklahoman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was working for them, I just wrote blogs and created content all the time. And so I wanted a, a creative outlet for myself. And so uh, we were at Empire Slice House, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was in their new location on their patio. And they had these string lights. And yeah. we had... Um, we'd 
bought some cocktails and I just happened to have my camera with me and I took some really great shots of my husband pouring a beer um, on their patio and it just looked really cool. Yeah. So then I was sitting there and I said, I need a creative outlet. And my husband and I started talking about it and we came up with the name Bevographer. And so then just created an Instagram just all about beverages yeah. that I was drinking around town. And you're super excited because I... It, the the handle is available, mm -hmm. right? That's the you know the, yeah, the, that's the, the first thing. breakthrough, isn't it? It's yeah. like, hey, we have this name. Is it available mm -hmm. on social media? Yeah. So then that, I guess that became a hobby that turned into a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, and I kind of covered this a little bit in my creative morning talk, so mm -hmm. I won't go over the whole thing. But um, but I lost my job at Big Wing uh, because they were bought out. And yeah. so um, I was one of the people who was let go. And so I was I was immediately just kind of forced into the situation. Okay, either I'm going to you know make this work for myself or I'm going to go out and find a, another job. And so I decided to give it a go. Yeah, so then you just start sending messages out to people and saying, hey, like this is what I do, mm -hmm. local restaurants, local businesses great for you because the restaurant scene is still growing and growing and people need content mm -hmm. right like that's the great thing now is they need photos yep absolutely and so I had I mean with me working at the Oklahoma I kind of had a leg up and yeah. in the industry a little bit um, and I was also starting to get involved with the foodie community here in in OKC and so I already kind of had those industry contacts and so just yeah. you know start putting my name out there and tagging people in my photos and it's amazing the power of social media isn't yeah it? like the opportunities that you can get from it if you put a little bit of effort in and you post mm -hmm. good photos or good content and it's i mean I, we wouldn't be doing this if i didn't have a social media page it's yeah. crazy isn't it yeah it absolutely is i yeah. mean i was able to get national recognition um i'm still some of my i had a, a magazine reach out just a couple of weeks ago to ask if they could use one of my pictures yeah and this was a national publication i was like okay it's the sure. greatest feeling ever yeah right? like i haven't i haven't i've been very quiet on my instagram and yeah. so for them to still be taking notice of this is actually really fascinating to yeah. me so where does i mean you've recently like last year released a book so where mm -hmm. does that idea come in was that like chris being the marketing brain that he has and your marketing brain just like hang on what else can we do with this yeah um well it kind of started because of covid19 mm -hmm. and the shutdown and so all of a sudden all of my restaurant clients couldn't really afford I mean you know yeah. they had to let go of their employees they're not gonna you right. know do photography and so uh, just to keep myself busy really I started doing a cocktail a day and so then we had uh, you know I we were talking and it just kind of came out like what if we turn this into a book and I've always wanted to write a book this wasn't quite the book that I imagined <laughs> I imagined something like you know a fictional story or a children's book right uh, but you know a cocktail book so you know my mom's proud of me yeah exactly and, <laughs> and, and, but it's informational right so you've yeah. got like I guess all the photos in there and ingredients and hey mm -hmm. I've done this and yeah so all all the cocktails are my recipes mm -hmm. um all the photos are mine all the design of the book is mine um and so looking back i think i would prefer to have more professional <laughs> people uh, design the book but i i'm really proud of you know what i was able to put out in in less than a year yeah which and is, it came at a great time right for, mm -hmm. for people who are stuck at home and they you know they're like hang on if i can make this myself mm -hmm. i also enjoy making things and why not Right. Yeah. And then you, you take them through that journey. And I'm sure mm -hmm. you get so many messages of people saying, hey, I just made this one. This is so good. And yeah. And and 
I really encourage people when they pick up my book to make the cocktails their own. That's mm-hmm. that's the exciting thing about being a home bartender that I think is um, a little bit easier than doing it professionally. Because if yeah. you're doing it professionally, handing it off to a customer, if it's bad, then that looks really bad for you and your, your restaurant, right? Um, but if you're making it at home for yourself or maybe your significant other, mm-hmm. other family or friends, then if it's bad, then you can be like, yeah, this sucked. And, you know, throw it out and make something else. So right. there's, there's much less pressure for you to experiment. And yeah. so, I mean, I had, uh, last year I had a bunch of weeds in my yard. And so I just went out and picked up all the dandelions and made it into a cocktail as you do. That's uh, my kind of gardening right there. Yeah. I can, that's about as far as the extent of my gardening goes. I'll mow the grass and I'll pick weeds and I yeah. will not do anything else. Well, you know, if you have dandelions that are starting to sprout up and you haven't sprayed yeah. any chemicals on them, then you can absolutely make a cocktail. a cocktail. Yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, I bet you had so much fun experimenting, trying to get, so you, mm-hmm. you know, cutting it down to what drinks you want to put in there and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, and to turn it around in a year and post, you know, put it out there and, and have help from local bookstores at Full Circle. Yeah, so Full Circle, um, Commonplace, Literati, um, all of the all the OKC local bookshops have have put my books Damn. in, and then also George's had a few uh, has stocked them. Barkeep is stocking them, mm-hmm. so I've just had um, incredible support from the local community. Yeah, so all this is going on, and you're like, okay, I've done the book now. I still don't have a job. I mean, I need to make money somehow. Mm-hmm. Were you applying for jobs when this is going on, trying to get something? Yeah, I was trying to put feelers out there because I realized, um, you know, at that point, the COVID cases were starting spike. We hadn't heard anything back from, you know, there was rumors about a vaccine coming, but there wasn't anything yeah. concrete. And so there was just... I wasn't sure when it was going to happen and we, you know, we had bills to pay. And so I was just, I needed something to do. And I'm not the type of person who likes to sit on my hands either. I have to do something with my life. Yeah. So I was applying to jobs and that's how I landed at Dell City. I actually applied to be their parks and recreation director just Mm -hmm. on a whim. I didn't expect for them to call me in at all. I, I had no qualifications. And so when they called me, I was like, are you, are you for real? You want to interview? you mean <laughs> um i i honestly applied for it because of parks and recreation the tv yeah. show so yeah, yeah, i yeah. thought i can be a real life leslie nope and well and we both know natalie who works at parks and rec in edmund too mm-hmm. right and she's like you know loves it and doesn't have has fun doing it and you know, I'm sure you saw that as well. I'm like, yeah, yeah this looks like a lot of fun. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I And the people that I know who have worked for local government seem to really like it. And mm-hmm. so um, like Fee, she works for the downtown OKC and she, you know, she yeah. seems to really love it. And so I wanted to take take a chance and, and start working for my community, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they called me in and interviewed me and uh then I, I got a message from my now boss, um, and he said, hey, listen, you are you are not getting the parks and recreation role. And I was like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, you come in and, you know, and let's have a conversation. And so I went in and he said, so listen, you know, we're really impressed with you. We want to hire you to do marketing. However... I think that we need to do a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever done grants before? And I said, 
nope haven't yeah. ever done it and he's like okay cool well you up for learning i said yeah let's do it and yeah. so so they created a role for you they created the role for me mm-hmm. that's really cool to have right like yeah. to have someone that was like you know what okay you're not going to do parks and rec but we still value you we still think that you're going to be really good for us let's figure something out mm-hmm. like that's special yeah i i honestly to this day still feel really mm-hmm. i don't know it just it i'm so honored to be able to have the role that i have with with Dell City, yeah. um, and it's uh, and selfishly, you know, for myself because I do I I live in Dell City, and uh, that's a whole other story because mm-hmm. I was living um, actually by Lake Hefner, and my my realtor said, "Have you ever thought about moving to Dell City?" And we said, "Where the heck is Dell City?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we gave her, you know, uh, we gave her Barkeep Supply as the marker and said, anything within 15 minutes. Yeah. We have to be able to get to Barkeep within 15 minutes. That's yeah. that's the non-negotiable. only... Yeah, that's the only non-negotiable that we have. And so it's 10 minutes away from Barkeep. So yeah. I was like, well, yeah, sure. Let's try that's it. That's so cool. So you moved to Dell City before you had I, the job, so mm-hmm. you're already living there anyway. I was already living there. So you're already a part of the, the city. And I guess one of the things that came up with, you know, like local government, right? I don't know anything that happens in local government mm-hmm. and writing grants and figuring out where all the money comes from. And, and for the most part, like people listening as well are probably like, oh, our roads are terrible. We need to do something about it. And mm-hmm. how do we do something about it? And, mm-hmm. and all the other stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of have an insight into all that stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. There uh, working in local government has definitely been eye-opening. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that the local government can do. However, there are some things like, for instance, with the tree limb pickup from the ice storm. Yeah. Um, that we, most cities would not be able to afford. It's a multi-million, hundreds of millions of dollars in damage. Yeah. Um, and most cities just can't front that. And so we had to rely on FEMA, which is a federal agency, um, to do the, the disaster approval. Mm -hmm. And so once they got that going, I think it was mid to late December is when it finally got approved as in a disaster. Driving around picking Uh, up all the limbs. Yeah. And so we had to make sure that all all of our everything that we were doing was ready to go so that we could, as soon as they approved it, get going in January. Um, And so that's, you know, we wanted, we were, I was with everyone because we were getting a lot of complaints. OKC was able to kind of front the money a little bit easier. Um, And so we were getting a lot of complaints about people, you know, when are tree limbs going to get picked up? When are they going to get picked up? And we're like, just be patient. We want yeah. to make sure that you don't have to front the cost, you know, because this money has to come from somewhere. Right. Um, and so uh, being able, us being able to make sure, um, and I have to give a shout out to, you know, our fire department, our police department, our public works team and all the admin, because there is a lot of stuff that you don't see going on in the back yeah. end that they have to do to make sure that they get that money, yeah. that they get that refund from the federal government. Yeah, so, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. And, you know, and you as a taxpayer, you would have to, we would have to somehow fund that mm-hmm. if the federal government didn't pay for it. So it's a really good thing that yeah. FEMA came through and, you know, called it a disaster because then all the cities are able to start getting refunds right. for all of all the Because otherwise pickup. you have a lot of unhappy people because mm-hmm. then they've got to pay for it as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's not cheap. It's not cheap. And things like 
I've learned things like sidewalks. Sidewalks are so expensive. I had no idea. I had no idea how expensive sidewalks were until I started working for a local government. It was yeah. like, I'm, I'm trying to get a bike trail going on between uh, Eagle Lake and Ray Trent Park, mm-hmm. um, which will connect um, Del City, City, City yeah, yeah, to the Oklahoma City trails. And so um, I'm working with several different agencies and, um, and even Midwest City. I've had conversations with them because they, yeah. of course, want this because they need to connect and we're like the last missing piece. And as I was, you know, trying to get, you know, all the grant money for it and applying for grants, you have to have a budget and you have to, you know, say what each line item is going to be. And so when I was quoting out what the bike path would be, you know, which probably needs to be concrete because it's the most durable. um, And it was just so expensive. so expensive you're like I was hired to do marketing not this stuff I don't want to be doing this stuff right and no. it was when you put to got the job you're like oh I'm going to be marketing restaurants and businesses and this will be really cool yeah and now you're like throwing in the deep end and in the grant side of things <laughs> so like, oh, I have to market us picking up tree limbs instead yeah like, you know but I love it I I honestly so I I I do not regret this change at all I yeah. think uh, I'm the type of person that I need to impact my local community. So even though the grants, doing the grant side of things is a lot of work and I have to work with a lot of different people and make sure that all the budgets are, you know, approved. Yeah. And um, and really, if you think about it, when you're applying for grants, you're kind of marketing your city in yeah, a way yeah. mm-hmm. and saying, hey, pick me, pick us. Like, we need this grant. We need this money. And this yeah. is why. And it's just, honestly, it's, it's selling yourself. And a lot of it is also building relationships, mm-hmm. which is what I was doing as a photographer going out into the community and building relationships so you have to build relationships with those funders mm-hmm. so yeah. I've been building relationships you know with with people like AARP and the Arts Council of Oklahoma um, and Team Better Block and and I could go on and on and on just you know just trying to figure out hey how do we you know how can I get funding from you to help our residents with Mm -hmm. these projects. So everything from parks to utilities assistance, I've been, you know, working with all sorts of, I mean, community cares, I'm working with them to do utility assistance along with OG&E and ONG. So I've had lots of meetings uh, because we're launching that, that grant program next week. And so it's just, it's a lot going on. Yeah, it's busy, but it's so great. Well, and, and to that, what you said earlier, like you get to impact the community, right? You get to mm-hmm. see the impact too, right? It's not mm-hmm. like some people, you know, they, they may sponsor something or they may send some money to someone and then they don't see, the, they're, they don't get the reward from it, right? They don't see mm-hmm. the impact and the smiling faces and the lives that it changes. Mm-hmm. So that must be really cool, especially now that you live there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm part of this community as well. Like it's, you know, you're, you're more invested because you live there as well, exactly. which is really cool. Exactly. Uh, have you had to use any of your photography kind of skills and background yet? Yes. Okay. So uh, that was one of the things that I did. You talked about, you know, taking pictures of restaurants. So mm-hmm. one of the first things I did was I uh, connected with uh, Del City's Chamber of Commerce. And um, and we started doing a small business spotlight program. Mm-hmm. And so I go out and take pictures of small businesses in Del yeah. City. 
Um, and then we do like a marketing campaign for them. Um, so social media, they get in our email newsletter. Um, we have some billboards that we get to use. And yeah. so they get put up onto the billboards and then I, um, and then I give them the pictures to use um, in whatever way they want. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. they're released for commercial use. That's really cool. Yeah. That's something that like, you know, you get to put, you get to probably really enjoy that more, I guess, because mm -hmm. you get to use your creative side and hang out and meet small businesses and, mm -hmm. And again, you're impacting them too, right? Because they're mm -hmm. struggling. They got to make their bills, and they yeah. you know, the last thing when you, you know when you have a small business, you you wear a lot of hats, don't mm -hmm. you? And the last thing is on your mind probably is social media mm -hmm. and posting and content and generating mm -hmm. you know generating income through that. Uh, what about? Um, I think I was going to say. Were you, you going to say something? Then? Oh yeah, no, I was going to say uh, one of the restaurants that. I went and took pictures of, they had no social media account. Yeah. And so I was able to post about them and it was, they were actually one of the more popular social media posts that I put out. Um, and I think yeah. probably because they don't have a social media account. So then everyone's like, oh yes, I love them. They're so great. They're right. the best. And you know, it was, it was fantastic to see that engagement and just yeah. how much the Dell City community embraces them. Mm -hmm. I guess now that things are starting to pick up, people are going outside more mm -hmm. and, and, and engaging and just like it's, kind of more socially, I guess, acceptable to go and hang out with people. Mm -hmm. You have any events planning coming up, big summer oh, yeah. plans, stuff like that? So right now, um, I know our Parks and Recreation Department has started uh, four programs, mm -hmm. um, just kind of tentatively. Um, so uh, for seniors, there's a walk in the park so that they can socially distance and be yeah. outside and still be able to enjoy each other's company. Um, there's a gardening class, a kids craft class, and a sign language class. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, uh, Dell City is having their annual Armed Forces Day and Shriners Parade, which okay. is a really big big event for Dell. I would say it's probably our biggest event. Wow. So we have. Uh, usually around 100 people participating in the parade. Yeah. Um, and that varies from, you know, the crowd favorites, like the Shriners that come in their little small cars and do tricks and stuff like yeah. that. So they're a lot of fun. Um, and then we also have like classic car um, aficionados who will bring out mm -hmm. their, you know, I think there's like a... A Classic couple club or whatever that will ride. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of, of race cars that are going to be involved, mm -hmm. and then there's a special guest I can't talk about, but <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, we have for this year, we have someone who's very special that I think everyone's going to love. How I guess okay now you can't say who they are. Yeah. How how what was the process like of getting them to come out? Um, really just, I, again, just building relationships, yeah. reaching out to them. Um, and so I just, uh, did you reach out kind of directly? Mm -hmm. oh, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah. I reached out via email as you do now oh, in yeah. these days. Um, and just, you know, said, Hey, I would love for you to, to come and participate in this event. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, what are the dates? Uh, date so of it. The day is May 15th. May 15th, mm -hmm. okay. Starts at 10 a.m. Coming up very soon. Very soon, so in a couple of weeks. And then 10 a.m. to? Until it ends, so usually around noon. Okay. So it's a two-mile route. Um, you can go on to our Facebook. I have a post pinned that mm -hmm. talks about the route, but it's basically from... Uh, from 15th and Sunny Lane, and then it goes down to 29th Street and turns okay. left and, and goes down from there. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm just, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, you know, hanging out outside. Hopefully, you get good weather for it, mm-hmm. and people come out and just enjoy. You know, Armed Forces Day and and celebrate and hang out. Yeah, and really just celebrate our heroes. You yeah. know, um, our military families. Uh, Dell City it, it shares um, a border with Tinker Air Force Base, mm-hmm. so we're very proud of our military families and our veterans. And so yeah. this is just a really great way to celebrate them and That'll to thank awesome. them for their service. That'd be such a good day. Uh, I guess what else is planned? You know, do you have any? Are you allowed to schedule out yet and plan um, stuff and yeah, so things we, for the summer? We, uh, we don't have, I don't have concrete plans for the summer yet, but I am working on a couple other projects within the city. Um, a lot of, um, so we have some economic development projects mm-hmm. coming on. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about, and I mentioned earlier with AARP and Team Better Block, um, we are hoping to create a cultural slash arts district in Dell City, the yeah. first one of its kind. Um, so I'm starting to do the planning process for that. That will probably be in October, so TBD. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be, we'll be working very closely with the business owners. So uh, Castle Rose Studios yeah. is kind of um, the, I guess you would say, um, the center, central location for that. And uh-huh. so they are, um, if you don't know about Castle Rose Studios, they're amazing. They um, they do music and movie productions. So they will do all of the sound for it. Uh-huh. Um, and then they also have a small theater space that they were going to open, but then COVID happened. Sure. And so yeah. um, so they're hoping to be able to start having shows there And soon. this is like... Uh, like murals as well and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we want to um, have murals. We want it to be, uh, we want to have an outdoor stage that would be available year mm-hmm. round for us to have concerts and, yeah, yeah. and events at. So Super exciting. Yeah, so it takes, it's a long process. So it's obviously not going to be a, a tomorrow thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of planning that goes into it um, and, and then finding the money. And so I've applied for several grants with that. And so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some money money in and be able to start it sooner than later well and it seems like you know like it's such a long process and you get the ball rolling and everything Mm -hmm. just compounds and you know once you start something and and people like you you build a reputation right so Mm -hmm. people come to you and they know you know this is legit and it's you've worked hard at it you're not just kind of throwing ideas out there with Mm -hmm. no backing to them and Mm -hmm. and then you know in in five ten years you have this awesome community with killer public art and a bunch of other cool stuff right? yeah that's exactly what i'm hoping for and and i will say you know dell city it really does like what i was talking about earlier a lot of people don't know where it's at mm-hmm. um we are i mean we're 10 minutes from a thunder game yeah. you know it's it's really close to downtown um a lot closer than what people think yeah and so i think there's a little bit of a reputation problem going on there and that's something that i'm trying to change because i i am a very proud dell city resident i love my community um and i think that there's a a lot of great things that are coming in the pipeline. Um, and so just, I, I don't know, there's there's so much, right now is like the perfect time for you to move there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- even as a real estate yeah. agent, I'm sure you know, the prices in Dell City are much lower oh, than much a lo- lot yeah. of the places in mm-hmm. OKC. So you can buy a house, renovate it to what you want, and yeah. you're still going to be cheaper than some of the houses right. in OKC. Yeah, there's no way you can, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of houses are, that are much more expensive for 10 minutes away from downtown, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, you're right. It's, um, and and to mentor that point, if you get in there now, your house prices should climb, mm-hmm. right? Once, you know, if you're doing all these cool things and, you know, the community's going to improve and, and it gets more money through grants and stuff, well, mm-hmm. I mean, 
like naturally if you like investing you should probably go buy a bunch of houses yeah <laughs> if there's any investors listening go buy some <laughs> rent houses in Dell City right like it's you know it's it's really cool and I, I can see how passionate you are about it and, mm-hmm. and it's probably something that kind of surprised you maybe right mm-hmm. when you got the job you're like oh um now I, yeah I really love this like where did that come from we probably didn't expect that yeah just no. kind of happy to have a job but then an opportunity at that at that point right when you're going through COVID you've been laid off you've done done the book thing and you're like okay now what am I going to do mm-hmm. right? what's next so I'm sure that was a really nice surprise yeah I mean even just when I did my creative morning speech if you had asked me at that point mm-hmm. um, because like the whole point of it you know about my speech was you know how being lost and it being okay to be lost. Um, And so at one point I talked about, you know, maybe being unemployable. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so for me, it it is very surprising how much I love this job. I feel like... I, I honestly, everyone that I work with at Dell City is is very passionate about making Dell City a great place to live, mm-hmm. um, and so and we're talking, you know, just from the from the bottom all the way up to the top. I mean, the mayor is very yeah. passionate, um, and I love working with them. Um, and and a lot of our residents are very passionate people and are great spokespeople for yeah, yeah. for the community. And so I think that I don't know. This is such a this is is such a surprising thing, like what you were saying for me to just mm-hmm. move there, fall in love with the community, and then you know take on the job with the city. It's just really surprising how much I love yeah. it. My uh, my very first day was the ice storm. It was the day of the ice storm. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw me into the deep end, yeah. and so I had to learn very quickly how to do emergency communications. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I'm in marketing and. I've had to put out, you know, press releases and stuff like that before, but nothing to this extent where you're having to say, okay, this could be a life or death situation for a family if they don't get this information. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. You never think of it like that, do you? You never never think it's going to be to that extent, but... that's really cool. So I will post the link in the description to the Creative Mornings talk that you gave because mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of value in that for anyone listening. Um, but how can people find you? And then I guess do you have, I mean, is there a website that they can go to for Dell City as well? Yeah. Right. So um, right now you can find me on Instagram and that's mm-hmm. Bevographer, B-E-V-O-G-R-A-P-H-E-R. Um, it's a lot to spell. It's a mouthful. <laughs> But think beverage photographer and you got it. You got it. Um, so you can find all of my cocktails and beverage photography there. And then for Del City, you can find us at cityofdelcity.com or simply delcity.gov. Yeah. Um, and that website is actually going to change very soon. I'm working on updating it and making yeah. it a lot easier for people to find things. So don't judge its <laughs> 90s appearance. Uh, great things are coming, I promise. Well, I, I'm sure people of Del City and people who go to that website will appreciate it when it's done Mm because I mean government websites are a nightmare to try to just try and navigate aren't they yeah Um, especially if they haven't been done right yeah and so the great thing about you know somebody within the city building it is that I'll be able to then update it as it needs to Mm -hmm. Um, and so if there's a problem or if somebody's having trouble finding something I'll be able to say okay let's you know do a quick UX and figure out what's going on and make it easier for our residents super exciting bringing it to the new age I love it yeah Uh, well thanks so much for coming down like it's super exciting Um, I'm glad we finally got to do a podcast yeah right? me too. it's probably been like two years uh, <laughs> i mean when when did, when was your creative mornings talk it was december right yeah it was at in, halls yep december yeah. and hall it was december or january at halls it was cold yeah 
It was December of 18, I think. Okay. Because I did mine the January of 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did yours um, right after me. Which is so long ago. I know. Crazy. The Um, world has changed. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Well, again, thanks for coming down. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Hopefully people listening to this get some value from it. They go to, uh, I'll post the link to the books to get the book as well. If they want to make home cocktails, they can go do that. And then, like I said, if they want to listen to Creative Mornings Talk, which was at Horse Pizza, was awesome. So I'll post the link to that. But for everyone listening, uh, I guess we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Also, huge shout out to RCB Bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor. RCB Bank's loan promotion is here for a limited time. Head into any of their 40 Oklahoma locations to get as low as 1.79 APR on your next car, boat, camper, or ATV. Apply online at rcbbank.com. RCB Bank, that's my bank. Rate and finance with approved credit. Restrictions apply and member SDIC. Huge shout out to my sponsors. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.